We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to True Faith Weekly Podcast. Um, we've got a special treat for you tonight. It's a podcast without without Dogger for the first time in about three years. Uh, so you've, it's... Uh, me, Simon Carmel Hurston. I've got Mickey as also a special treat for the first time in three years on the line, and and, and Ben as well. And then later on, we'll be speaking to a Wolves fan, Ewan, um, season ticket holder, to get a to get a perspective from from their side of things. So I'll come to you first, Mickey. How are you? Hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Hi. Still a bit worried about Rafa, but um, other than that. Same are, you, are you going to come back to the match? We had a ball. I missed the match. I was like ten minutes late for a match. He's like, you never come to the match. <laughs> <laughs> ben, good to see you as always. Uh, well, all right, Mickey. I'll, I'll give you the first question then. So, um, Dogger pointed out this week that uh, the last we've had two uh, weekends this season where we've had two away games in a row. So there was the Derby QPR one earlier on, then there was uh, Wigan Burton. Should we be after six points from these two as a result, or would three points out of the two matches be enough at this stage in the season, Mickey? I think we're always looking to win. We should be looking to win every game. We we are the best team in the league without without doubt. Um, but realistically, coming to this end of the season, two away games in four days, five days, or whatever it is, if we can get four points out of that, I would be pleased. Um, I think that would 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 make us make us still top after those two fixtures if not uh, only only two points behind Brighton at the very worst um, haven't played two away games so yeah I don't think we could be upset with four points but I, I want six I think we should I, I still think we should win every game it's a funny one isn't it it's, it's with the games we've got ahead the, you just want to get enough of a cushion that that, that, that they might not matter because we've got is it Brighton Huddersfield and Redden all in the space of eight or nine days yeah, and that, that, that's the brutal fixtures at the end of February, start of March. So you just want to get as many points on the board as you can before then, so that those matches might not even matter. Because if we're going to those with the pressure off, and the pressure's all on them, it, it probably just makes them easier as well. Yeah. That being said, I, I still think we win those three games. Maybe, uh, maybe Brighton away would be difficult, but because um, they are they are a good side as well. But. Um, you would still fancy us to pick pick up six or seven points out of those three games, even even with the pressure on. So the uh, your point is right. If we can if we can do well in these two games and um, 
give ourselves a bit of a cushion going into Lewiston. It doesn't matter so much if we slip up at Brighton. Um, but as, I, I, like I say, I still think we should be going out and win every game, and I still think we we will win the vast majority of the games left. How important do you think Gale is for this one? Because he's, he's rumoured to be fit. Um, I think he makes a huge difference, to be honest. Uh, he completely transforms the way we play. There's no, like, there's no pace whatsoever going forward without him in the team. Because Richie's not the quickest. Perez can't run. Murphy's like a tugboat. Without one to offend too many people, he's just rubbish at the minute. Um, yeah. So yeah, Gale's huge. Gale, Gale getting seriously injured would be the difference between us, in my opinion, coming first and second. Um, I'm not. I'm not certain that we desperately need him at Wolves away because Wolves are, are crap. Um, but he's, he is important for the rest of the season. Without yeah. Um, well, to. T- Wolves are 18th in the in the league at the minute, and they've been through two managers this season. Or I'm not sure what happened at the start of the season. They had Kenny Jaggett, and then they went. They got Walter Zenga, and then now they've got Paul Lambert. Um, the, Just thinking around the managers, that isn't it? I know, yeah. Dominating <laughs> <laughs> Paul Lambert. <laughs> Paul Lambert is, is their supposed saviour. He's, he's steadied the boat. Um, but it's it's another fixture against like a bottom six team as as they stand with. We've drew at um, Villa, we've got beat at Forest, although in ridiculous circumstances, we've got beat at Blackburn. Are these are these games harder than the away games we've had against against the so-called more difficult games in the in the championship? Hey, come back to me on that one. Uh, we'll go we'll go to Ben. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I'll answer it. I'll answer it. Go on, um, Miggy. Yeah, yeah. I think the offer was actually because. Um, the slightly better sides in the league are, are giving us a little bit more space and, and come forward a bit more, which, uh, which allows us to be a bit more creative. But the teams like Blackburn, we went out of Blackburn and they just they just don't let us play. They just foul us and and be really compact and close, close down the space at, at their end of the pitch. But let us have it at our end and that doesn't suit us. Um, I think so I understand what the question was now. Um, and I disagree with that, Mickey. Right. We absolutely battered Blackburn like they, they let us play all game. We've, we've lost Ben. No, never to return because I think <laughs> we're just having severe technical issues there. Um, I think he's right, Maggie. I don't think uh, Blackburn particularly outplayed. We, we battered them, in fact. However, um, I still think there, there is an issue against the, the lesser teams in the league. I mean, what do you think it is that that's that's making it more difficult against teams at the at the bottom end of the table? So bottom seven or eight positions, a point at home against Newcastle is a massive result, like a massive result, and it's it's different when to the teams sort of in the middle, in the middle and upwards. A point at home against Newcastle is a brilliant result. Like it's not a decent result, obviously, for them because we're the best team in the league. But it's not like, I mean, like when we, so when we had Man United at home in in years gone by, if we got a point off them at home. You're like, oh, right, well, got a point, that's all right. But for teams like Sutton, like Sunderland, for example, when they used to get points at home against Man United and Arsenal and teams like that, they were, they were absolutely buzzing. That's just, it's just a difference in, in league position sort of dictates what they want from the game. And when a team just would be delighted with a point at home, it just make it hard for us to score. Don't really, don't really threaten. And we, we struggle with that, same as, same as England did it. Um, in the Euros and the summer against teams that don't come at you, he's a little bit. You've got 
you've got no chance really of breaking them down, or it's significantly more difficult. And I think that's, I think that's the difference. I think that's what's caused us to struggle against teams like Blackburn, who were, who were abysmal. Um, but like you said, I don't think that necessarily is going to be the case this weekend. Yeah. Wolves are probably a little bit better than those. Yeah, I think it'll be an open game. I think they've been scoring quite a bit since they've got Paul Lambert. Um, and and we'll always score goals, especially away from home, um, and especially if Dwight Gale plays. Um, let's assume that Dwight Gale doesn't play. Um, we haven't had you on for a while to, to discuss the, the ongoing Metro debate. If it was a choice between Mitrovic and Murphy, which way would you be going? On, on current form, it has to be Murphy, there's no doubt about it. He's been scoring. He's been holding the play up reasonably well. I think he's Murphy's probably playing a bit above himself. Um, whereas it's the complete opposite with Mitrovic. He's not living up to his potential or his ability at all. He's just a he's just a hothead, um, struggling to get himself into games. Missed the penalty obviously the other week, which is the last last thing he needed for his confidence in the way his season's gone. Yeah. Um, for me, it's an absolute no-brainer. If, if it's between the two of them, who's got to start? It has to be Murphy. Yeah, I think I think we struggled. Did, did did Mitrovic play the last time we played Wolves in the league when we lost at home and we struggled to get the ball forward? We were lumping it forward and it's like nobody's winning the ball in the air because they've got yeah, two quite big defenders. Um, yeah, for a big lad, he really struggles to hold the ball up effectively. And if he's if he's not going to do that, he's not going to really contribute that much. He's not very fast. He's not a great finisher. So if he's not bringing other people into the game, then he doesn't really yeah. serve a purpose up there. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been getting a, a lot of stick on podcasts recently, especially from us. Um, so the, those that um, still still love the bloke would would say that he's been used as a bit of a scapegoat, and that when we lose games, everyone's quick to quick to attack him. Um, uh, Dodds has Dodds has piped up. Well, no one no one stood up for Riviere except for Dogger <laughs> when when he was missing <laughs> missing loads of chances. So why why was sticking up for Metro like? Is, can you see the comparison there? Are they are they similar in terms of uh, disappointing strikers who just aren't scoring goals? Um, Cisse used to get a lot of stick as well, and and you didn't get that many people defending him. What what's different about Mitro that gets get that splits the fan base so far, like down the middle? I well, I do. The thing is, I I'm a bit different. You lot, I do kind of understand what people are coming from a bit of it because I I love someone that just works hard, and I like someone that's a bit like a bit dirty and. Not to get a kick out almost at times. And does, does he work hard though? I, I, I think he's quite I like lazy. That. I I don't I don't think he's lazy. I just think he's I think his energy's misplaced. I think he's ineffective. Yeah. I, I think he's stupid. Yeah, to be honest, you're right. If he wants to rage around and, and and cause trouble with defenders and and you know kick out a bit, you know that's fine. But if he uses all his energy on that so that he can't make a run to try and get the ball and score a goal. Then that's stupid, isn't it? And I think I think that's you're yeah. right. The misplaced use of his of his energy. Yeah. So I, no, I do like him as a, I like him as a player because because I like someone that like, he obviously cares, doesn't he? and yeah, you, you have to admire that in 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 recent uh, in current times. So I do understand people like him, but there's the plain and simple fact that he's just not doing it on the pitch. There's no there's no way of arguing against that. Yeah, I agree. Is it, I mean. It's harsh because I think I think we view Mitrovic in a slightly more harsh light than we need to, just to try and balance the argument because he's got this kind of he can't 
you can't fault some people. So because because he's this Raji kind of, I, I don't know what it is. It, it bothers me that that he seems like because he's got this Raji streak and he he'll chase down a keeper and he'll he, he'll do that and then two minutes later someone will put the ball through and he's knackered from from chasing down the keeper when he didn't need to but it looks passionate and gets the crowd going and I don't know I don't know what I'd prefer I'd much prefer Daryl Murphy who is is getting on a bit and he's he's got the same limitations in, in terms of he's only got a couple of runs in him but he uses them wisely he seems to use his time in the ball wisely he always finds brings it down finds a pass that's that's what we want from Mitrovic and it's, I think the frustrating thing is we all know he's capable of it but um I, th- I think the other thing that his defenders would argue is that um there's there's too much expectation on him that we that he's, he's a young lad and um like does that really does that hold up to you should should is 22 too young to to be you know contributing properly to the team no i don't think it is at all um look at like decent strikers for Newcastle in history and Plenty of them have been have been putting putting the ball in the net at twenty two. Um, I think the fact that people like him so much, like both hinders and helps them, like it, it, it keeps the pressure off somewhat because the, I think the vast majority, or at least a, certainly a majority of people, aren't critical of Mitrovic at all and are, are more towards the, the towards the liking them too much side of it. Um, but also, I, I don't know whether people would like people like us are ever going to turn because. Because he's so like he's so loved by everyone for doing absolutely nothing, it would take a lot. It would take him to do a lot to turn turn those that aren't on his side at the minute. I think um, I, I really don't know where I, I don't know where we go with it, Rich. To be honest, I don't I don't see him being being here long term. No, you're right. I, I mean, first, I, I, I think I think I think if he leaves, which is, seems more than likely in the summer, even if we do get promoted and and. I don't know. Raf, let's let's we'll talk about Rafa in a minute. But if he stays, and we get promoted, and Rafa needs money to spend, Mitrovic is is the first one you want out the door, isn't he? Really, um, and and if that happens, I don't think all those people who who are so quick to defend him and 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 love him so much will be that bothered as long as we get someone someone better in, which which isn't hard. Um, we'll we'll leave Mitra there. I think we've talked about him loads, and he's a bit of an enigma. I don't want to. When we're top of the league, I don't really care. Like, if if it doesn't matter if you like him or, or dislike him, Newcastle are top and Rafa's knows what he's doing. Um, and speaking of top of the league, Dodzy reckons we need 93 points to to guarantee promotion this season. That would be another 10 wins out of I think 17 matches we've got left. Um, what, <laughs> what, what, what? How would you like that to pan out? Would you rather? Um, Win as many games as we can now, so that we we just get promotion sealed as early as possible. Or um, <laughs> would you like to see us, in Dodgy's words, would you like to see us lose the first seven and then win the last ten just to see how many heads fall off? Because <laughs> it's dead funny. <laughs> I don't think that's that funny. That the meltdown would be too much. But I see, I see his point. I think. Do Do you think even if we lose the next three games, we should worry, or do you think we'll definitely get the the ten wins at some point? The potential humour in people booting off on Twitter and Facebook and what have you is is definitely not worth the risk of us not managing to win those last ten games. So that's definitely not the way that I, I agree. That I wanted to go. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care if, if we lost seven and won ten, or if we drew 
however many lost lost one, won the rest. I, I just I couldn't give two fucks how we managed to get promoted. I don't care if we come second or first. I don't care if it's by by goal difference or by twenty points. It's not us at all. Just want us to get promoted. That's all that matters. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Do you, do you care if we win the league? Um, I, I don't. I agree. I think Brighton are irrelevant. Brighton are a good team. They've kind of done their time. If they get promoted with, we're great. If they win the league, who cares? I just don't, don't want to get sucked into the playoffs, and I don't think we will. I think, I mean, what are we, what, six, seven points ahead with a game in hand or something like that of of of, uh, of Huddersfield, is it now? Like, they're, they're going to drop plenty of points. If we win 10 of the next 17, I can't see any of those teams below us winning as many or or even more than that, which is what it would take. Um, no, I think, I think we're pretty. I think we're pretty safe. Save some kind of absolute catastrophe, like a, a Mike has actually ridiculous decision, or or like seven or eight key injuries. I think yeah. we're, we're pretty nailed on for promotion. Touch word. Um, I mean, there's not much more you can do now. I mean, the Rafa thing's been and gone. I mean, have you got an opinion on that? What? How do you? What do you think the chances are of uh, of Rafa staying in the summer, as as you see it? I think I think slim. I think we'll be lucky to have Rafa as a manager next season, but you never know. I mean, the 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 way the last ten years have gone for Newcastle, there's no point in trying to predict what's going to happen because it, it just seems like whatever is the most unlikely scenario for us is what happens. So I've given in. You know, you've just got to take it as it comes. You, you thought it couldn't get any worse, and then suddenly Rafa Benitez was a manager. So it is possible for good <laughs> things to happen out of the madness. It's yeah. All we can do as fans is keep going to the games and get behind the lads, get them promoted, and then just hope that it falls into place somehow. It, it's hard to see a world where Mike Ashley gives Benitez what he wants, or well, not even what he wants, what he needs to to do the job properly because he doesn't want he doesn't want a situation where he's not allowed to do the job properly. He doesn't want to get promoted and then have a relegation battle, you'll want to get up and then next steps, you know, take the club forward. And if they only give him the bare minimum to, to stay 17th next season, you won't be interested in that. And that's my biggest yeah. fear, that he's, he'll, he'll almost have done the hard part by getting us back into the Premier League within within a season after where, considering where we were, that they'll just think, oh, well, you know, don't need to try again. And... We'll just regress again. It's it's not worth thinking about. It's not worth getting worried about it now because there's nothing we can do. There's nothing likely to happen before the summer. So just get yeah. on with it. Get on with what needs to happen. Get promoted, and then just hope for just the fingers best. Fingers crossed, isn't it? Yeah. Fingers crossed. Nothing stupid happens, and actually realizes in the summer that if he if he gets rid of Benitez or forces him out by being a dick, like he has done many times in the past, that things might not be recoverable again. And surely, somebody has, he has to listen to somebody, any one person in the whole world that could say to him, "Just didn't be a dick this time, mate. Don't muller it for absolutely no reason. That's all it is." <laughs> didn't be a dick. Don't muller it. I hope I hope he's listening. <laughs> I so so back to back to the Wolves game um, because we've come on a ridiculous tangent there. Um, who's who? Who do you? I think the only other thing I forgot. We've talked about up front. We know that the midfield will be pretty much unchanged. Shelby's Shelby's bang bang on form again. Richie's at the playing the best football he's played. Um, I think we've got Atsu back, but if he's just come back from Africa, he's unlikely to start. Gufran will probably play, especially away from home. 
The only other question now is Central Defence. Lascelles has had a bit of a wobbler recently. Hanley got a game on Saturday and kept a clean sheet. Who would you like to see line up at centre-half? It's got to be Hanley, really, based on recent form. I think Lascelles has been poor for a couple of weeks and his, his last game before he got dropped, I thought he was shit. Um, although I was surprised to see Hanley in the, the starting eleven and Lascelles dropped when he's captain. It's, I, think, I think it was the right decision and... I don't think Hanley's done anything to deserve being dropped, and unless the cells has been on fire in training, you can't see any reason why Rafa would would mix it up again. But you never know. He, he makes changes out of the blue that you don't expect. So yeah, I think yeah, every time we try and pick the team, I would pick Hanley. But if, I, I, I don't want to try and predict Rafa because it's impossible. I know. Every time we try and try and second guess Rafa, something weird happens, and he's he's always right because we tend to win the game. Um, I think you're right. I, I don't think I've seen Hanley have a bad game for us this season. And I know he's only played a few, but whenever he's come in, he's done he's done the job perfectly. I think also um, Wolves play quite a direct game and we need just someone who can command the area and that's what Lascelles has been lacking recently. He's been a bit hesitant. He's not he's not been winning everything. He's he's given the ball away, like not, not clearing it properly. Hanley will clear his lines and just do... And ironically, because he's on the other team, he'll do what Mike Williamson was once good at, which is... Just, just being that kind of bog standard defender who just does the a, the ABC defending, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's oh, poor Mike Williamson, just sitting sitting on the Wolves bench. I think he's only played once this season. But um, I once upon a time he he did that job perfectly. Of of you know you don't want him on the ball. He doesn't want to be on the ball, but he will he will clear his lines and and just you know win headers. That's what Hanley yeah, can do. Did it, did it well, Williamson. To give him credit, when when he, he was playing playing well, he did it well. And it was what we needed. Um, and it, it's a, it's an effective form of defending. It's not the best to watch. It's, it's not the best to create any play, but it's it's, it's effective. You can't deny it. Yeah, it's what we need in the championship. It's what we need away from home. We need we need you know solid a solid back line. Get the ball back. Get it forward to to Gale, Richie, Gufran, whoever's up there. To, to get him behind and, and, and catch them on the break. That's how we've been winning games all season. That's how I'd expect to see us win win this one. What do you think the score's going to be? 3-1. Three, 3-1, three, one. that's what I predict every week. <laughs> it's such a, a cop-out, isn't it? 3-1. Uh, we'll score, but we'll also concede. No, actually, I, I think it'll be um, a, a quite high-scoring game. I think they've, they've, they've scored in like Every one of the last six or seven games, I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. We've we've not kept many, so yeah, three one is actually yeah three. Well, I'll disagree with him, but assuming Hanley's in the team, I'm gonna go with two nil. Two nil. I'd prefer two nil. I think we need some clean sheets, and I think we need to show that we're not we're not prone to to mis- the mistakes and errors that have kind of cost us some points recently. So yeah, I'd much prefer to see a clean sheet in a two nil. So I'll go with you, the Mickey. Fingers crossed. Uh, right. Welcome to the True Faith Podcast without Dogger. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> right, we'll leave it there, Mickey. Um, I've got I've got Ewan from from I don't know where he's from uh, to come on shortly. To I presume he's from Wolves. Uh, we'll we'll find out. Um, he's a he's a season ticket holder. So we've got him coming up next. Stay stay tuned in, and um, we'll be discussing. Wolverhampton, uh, this week's opponents. Cheers for cheers for coming on, Mickey. It's been nice to speak to you for a, 
in a while. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be back in next uh, February, hopefully, from now on. Right, cracking. Um, see you next time. Yes. Okay, we're now joined by Ewan, uh, a Wolves fan. Um, where are you joining us from, Ewan? I've just realised I don't even know where, where you're coming from. Hi, how's it going? Uh, I'm Ewan from Wolverhampton, uh, local, so... <laughs> oh, decent. Yeah. Uh, you're a season ticket holder, I understand it. Yes, um, South Bank, uh, the one behind the goal. How, how long have you been uh, been going to Wolves? Um, since, I was, since I was little. I must have been 10, 10, 12 years at least. You must have had some canny ups and downs in 12 years of Wolverhampton Wanderers. I mean, you know, being a Wolves fan is never easy. Um, <laughs> we we sort of we're just one of those clubs where we'll have one really good season, two really bad seasons, two really good seasons, one really bad season, um, and it goes like that. There's never much consistency, but you know, it's all part of being a football fan. Yeah, I think you've been in the Premier League and League One in the last five or six years, haven't you? Like it, it can. Yeah, I mean, absolute rollercoaster of a ride, to be honest. Uh, the 2012. When we got relegated from the Premier League, then we got straight to League One. That was like the lowest of the lows, to be honest. Yeah. Because um, a lot of my uh, friends are like West Brom fans, um, who are like our most fierce rivals. And um, yeah, I got quite a lot of stick for that. But I mean, League One, it was it was fun because, I mean, you know, we shouldn't have, with the quality we had in that team, we shouldn't have been in League One. Um, and we sort of did the business, got back up, and yeah, so. It's one of those things, I think every team that gets relegated from the Premier League has that fear of becoming a, what I would call a Leeds or a Charlton, who you kind of just, exactly. you just you lose so much status in football and it seems like you're never going to come back from it. Where, yeah, where, do you um, see, where do you see Wolverhampton Wanderers in the kind of footballing pyramid? Is, is the championship your level? Do you aspire to be, do you think you could well, be a regular Premier League team? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, going on history, we're a massive club. Um We've, I mean, you know, like trophies and FA Cup wins, and to be honest, we, like we are a big club in that retrospect. But the last, we haven't done much for the last 20, 30 years. So <laughs> tell how, me about it, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, how far can you keep going with that big club stigma? Do you know what I mean? Um, if you haven't done anything in the last 20, 30 years. Um, so I mean, at the moment, I think. We're at the right point. Um, I know we're low in the championship this season, but we've had a lot of ups and downs this season, as I'm sure we'll go into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in the next five years, I mean, I'd like to be a, an established Premier League club, but I, I suppose doesn't everyone. <laughs> is that the dream? I mean, would, would you prefer to be um, a, a side? It's a, it's a dilemma we have. It's like, well, it's not, not so much recently, but you, when you think about it, would you prefer to be a, a bottom, four, bottom five Premier League club constantly fighting relegation or... Do you prefer the, the excitement? Or as you said, even when you went down to League One, I know League One's not where you want to be, but when yeah. you're winning games and, and you're top of the league, is that more fun than just fighting yeah, relegation? No, um, I, I can understand where you're coming from. Um, it's a big discussion I always have with my dad because my dad's obviously a big Wolves fan as well and he would much prefer to be in the Championship where you've got the chance of you know winning games and the, the occasional loss and you know the ups and downs of the Championship rather than having a, a relegation battle every year in the Premier League. Um but personally, I'd always prefer to be in the Premier League um, because, obviously, I'm only 18 and I've only seen us in the Premier League uh, for three years. Because when we were in the Premier League before 2003, 2004, um, I wasn't—I was only five or six. So I don't remember that at all. So yeah, I'd much prefer us to be in the Premier League personally. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. Obviously, everyone wants to be there. That you get to play against some pretty big teams, and yeah, it's 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 the top of English football. Obviously, it's just one of those. 
I don't know if it's an age thing, but after a certain amount of time, you just want to see your team winning football matches. And if, if, yeah, if, I, you know. yeah, definitely. Especially with you guys as well, with you guys being, you know, a, a stable Premier League team for the last over 20 years. I know you've been relegated once and then you've been relegated again this, this season. Yeah. Um, but how, how do you guys feel? Do you guys prefer being in this league or do you guys prefer being in the Prem? Well, it was, it was a dilemma at the end of the last season because... If we if Rafa Benitez didn't stay in charge, who knows what would have happened to us? And yeah. I, the, the club as it was before we got Rafa Benitez, the bloke who this time last year was still manager of Real Madrid, like yeah. that's how crazy it is. Um, we, you know, we were starting to think like, is there any point in being being in Newcastle United that's always in the bottom five and just kind of going nowhere, not mm. never trying to win a cup, never trying to. You know, there's no fun in that and that's where the yeah. kind of question came from but obviously with Benitez we can see a future and there's been some some problems that we've discussed on the pod already but um, yeah it's with Benitez or with a proper man with with a properly run club we, we always think that Newcastle could be could be up there personally I, I think that I think you're, you know you're going to go up this season it's, uh, it's bound to happen and I think when you do go go back up, if you keep Rafa, you've got a good basis there for a good established club again in the Premier League. Yeah. Because um, I think the core of your squad now is really good. Um, I know when you got relegated, there was a few toxic players in there um, that you sort of probably had to get rid of to, um, to sort of keep going. Uh, but I think now, if you all you need is a few key additions next year. If, if you get well, I'm gonna say when you get relegated. I mean <laughs> promoted. Um, when you get promoted, I think if you just a few key additions you'll be a, a good established Premier League club again yeah well that's that's the dream that's the dream well, there's mm. been there's been some murmurings about whether Rafa will stay but we can only yeah. hope because I think you're right if, if you do keep him then the, the the sky's the limit so this season then Wolverhampton uh, we played you twice uh, you shocked us in the league I think <laughs> in September and then it was was it in the same week we played you in the cup as well? Yeah, it was um, it was Saturday Saturday Tuesday. Um, we played you both at um, both at St James's. Um, Did you make it up for so, either of them? No, I didn't. I couldn't get tickets because um, it was the start of the season. I didn't have any loyalty points for away games. No, fair um, <laughs> so no, I couldn't go. They sold that really quick. But yeah, I mean, where do I see us this season? Um, like I said, we've had a complete complete whirlwind of a season yeah so what happened um, at the start of the season uh, some up Kenny Jacket you just he, he went you got yeah, you got Zenga and yeah. he, he seemed to start off okay you came up here you yeah, beat us yeah. and you looked you looked really to be honest you outplayed us you, you, you absolutely did us in the league you, I think you made about nine changes for the cup game on the Tuesday and it was a bit yeah, yeah. bit different but you looked like a side that could actually you know put, push up the top end of the table then after that did you even win another game before he was sacked I think that's, that's a thing he just, um, just stopped playing yeah, I mean, I'll go from the, from the start of the season, to be honest. Uh, we had Kenny Jacket. We didn't finish great last season. I think we finished 14th last season. Yeah. Um, we had five home games uh, with nil-nil draws in a row last season. Uh, it was a pretty poor poor season, to be honest. Uh, end of that season, uh, there's a lot of rumours about a big potential takeover um, with this group called Fosun. Um, they're a huge Chinese investment company. Okay. Um, they're worth absolutely billions uh, their owner's worth 8 billion himself um, which actually puts us surprisingly in the top 5 richest clubs if you say in the in the in the UK yeah always um, exciting so to hear something like that <laughs> exactly so we, we were really excited um, and then about a week after they, those guys came in they assured um, Kenny that his job was safe um, and everything was good and we started to build um, and then a few days after this announcement they suddenly changed and they sacked him 
Um, and then on the same day, they literally brought in Walter Zenger, um, who nobody had ever, obviously everyone knows he's an ex-Italian goalkeeper, but nobody had ever heard of him in a management sense. Um, brought him in, and it was it was really strange because nobody knew how the club was going to go from this point because we didn't think, we thought maybe these guys are going to come in and keep sacking managers like a Leeds. Um, and like we started off really well. We got quite a lot of investment in the summer. We smashed our transfer record, signed 12 signings, which in retrospect wasn't great because 12 signings into a team is never good because um, they can't gel. Yeah. Um, and again, started off the season really well and we thought, you know, maybe playoffs this, this season or, you know, maybe top two because um, we're doing really well and then, it just all went downhill after that Newcastle game, really. Um, to be honest, it was after the Cup game. Um, that Cup game sort of just killed the momentum. Um, and then we ended up sacking Zenga, getting Paul Lambert in in November. Um, and it's all been quite stable since then. Um, we've been doing a lot better. The team performances are a lot better this season. Uh, sorry, since Lambert's been in. Um, it's been really encouraging. He's playing... You know, high-intensity football, we're closing down teams, and he's really encouraging youth development. Um, but at the moment, we're still 18th in the league, um, so you know we're sort of looking behind us at the moment because we're only seven points off the relegation zone. Um, yeah. So personally, I think this season would be would be good to finish 12th to 15th, um, and next season try and push on at least playoffs. I think next season. So do you think Paul Lambert's the guy to, to do that, take you forward? Personally, I do, yeah. Um, I think he had a really tough time with both Villa and Blackburn. Yeah. Um, I mean, we hate Villa. Uh, there's, you know, um, and I know you guys aren't fond of Villa. Um, that, that's, and, that's an understatement, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we, don't, we just don't sympathise with the way that Villa handled Paul Lambert because they didn't give him anything. They were selling players left, right and centre. There was no stability under Lambert and the owner's... They just didn't give him any funds. Yeah, they're a complete uh, mess of a club. Yeah, exactly. A With a complete mess. mess of a fan base, but, but carry on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> again, that's another point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then he went to Blackburn, and obviously, you know, it's a shame, but Blackburn are a, a club now are in real trouble, really, with their owners. Yeah, even, even uh, bigger basket case than Villa. Exactly. <laughs> um, so he's been in two really toxic clubs, and then he's come to us, and he really has sort of steadied the ship. Um, it took him a while I mean, to get going. It, it was maybe like four or five games before he got a win, but yeah, yeah, he seemed yeah, to have picked um, up again now. Definitely four or five games, and then we had like this January, which has probably been the best month of being a Wolves fan. It's been for five years at least. Um, I mean, we beat Stoke in the cup, beat Liverpool in the in the cup, and I think it we went unbeaten in January um, in all competitions. So he's really looking up. Um, I know we lost against Burton last week, but that was just a free result. Um, in my opinion, because we're always going to lose that beat in Liverpool the week before, then we're going to lose against Burton on the Saturday. Um, so yeah, I mean, how do you think this game's going to going to pan out on Saturday? Well, I was, I was going to hoy that question at you because your 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 home form is is far worse than your away form. I think you've only won four games this season at, um, at yeah, Molineux, which is which is pretty poor. Yeah, um, equally, our home form hasn't been great, and our away home form has been excellent. So. The, yeah. the stats and the kind of the way things have been going uh, suggest that it should be it should be a good game for us. But um, as you said, you you guys look a bit more solid. I think the problem at St James's Park in the league game is you had um, 
Stearman and who, who's the other defender? Uh, was it Bothwick Jackson? Danny Bart. Oh, or Bothwick Jackson, yeah. Both but Jackson. between them, it, we just couldn't break them down, and we, we were launching balls forward, and they were just they were just get winning everything. Um, I mean, I, what, has, has Paul Lambert changed anything about the way you play at home? Um, he, he likes to get the crowd behind him. He keeps going on about the crowd, um, and he keeps saying that because the stand that I stand in is. Like the main stand nowadays, it's the one that always sings, and in my opinion, it's one of the best stands in the country when it gets going. I know I'm going to be biased to saying that, but you know, it, in my opinion, it is. Um, so when that stand gets behind you, it really just try and lift the players. And I think in, since the time he's been in here, um, been in the club, it, our home form it's improved. Our home form has, but the results-wise, haven't. Um, so I mean, personally, I think because. I've been looking at your last sort of five games and my our last five games. We've both been scoring quite a lot of goals, um, so I think it's going to be quite a high-scoring game. I can't see it being a nil-nil or one side winning by one goal to nil. Or so personally, I think it's going to be either two-two or you guys are going to win two-one. Uh, um, what do you think? Uh, I would take either result to be honest. Um, yeah. Obviously, we'd like to be winning this game. We've got a tough set of fixtures coming up at the end of the month. We've got 100%. Brighton, Huddersfield and um, Reading all to play away in the space of, what, nine days? Yeah. So we really want to get a bit of a cushion and, and win as many games as we can now. I think yeah. a lot of, a lot of what um, the, the kind of Newcastle United you see depends massively on who's playing. Mm. We, we've If we've got um, Dwight Gale back, he's rumoured to be yeah. fit. If he's fit, I think we could, we could score a couple of goals. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> On Friday with our defence up against Dwight Yeah, I, th- I don't think he played in the home game or yeah. or he went off or something. I can't remember. But um, he, he's the key away from home because even if we're playing badly, you can just get a goal out of nowhere with him. And we've got Richie. Yeah. Richie's bang on fire at the moment. Um, Shelby's back in the team after he got Christmas off for being a bit of a yeah. Yeah. That I've just actually <laughs> speaking of which, John Joe Shelby yeah. discuss. Well, that's what do you know about what what happened? Oh, to, to be honest, I only know what's um, what's been what's been said in the press about yeah. the whole situation. Um, obviously, we'll never know what actually went on because that's completely down to the players. Um, yeah. But if it was if it was true, I mean, I don't think there's any room for that in football. And, no, absolutely not. And he deserved yeah. a ban if he said anything of the nature. We, we totally mm-hmm. we're not going to sit here and defend him. Yeah, but, but well, I think he might get a bit of stick on Saturday. Um, he, see, but, he's, yeah. he seems like the kind of character you don't want to do that with, though. He'll probably punish you. No, 100%. Yeah, that's the trouble with us. I mean, when we played QPR, um, I think it was it was uh, New Year's Eve we played QPR, and we were singing to um, Ian Holloway. You're getting sacked in the morning because he didn't like he didn't he came out in the press a couple of days before saying that that. Uh, I think it was Brighton that played they should have had more respect for him and they shouldn't have been singing that so we were mocking him singing that and they ended up beating us uh, so yeah <laughs> it could, uh, could come back to bite us yeah yeah. Um, so your, your threat I presume is uh, this Helder Costa guy I mean, he's got yeah. like seven or eight goals this season he scored at St James's um, tell, tell me about him I don't really know much about him Where's he? where did he come from what's, yeah, what's his um, deal yeah <laughs> He looks really exciting. Um, we've just signed him for 13 million, um, which is crazy January. money in the in the championship. But it's ridiculous. Um, so we've just signing for 13 million. He's, to be honest, he's been, he's been performing all year for us, um, and he's he's a real he's a real threat. He plays on the on the wing, um, but he sort of plays as I'd say 
a full striker role, um, so he'll drift into the centre and cause havoc. Really, um, he just looks really exciting. He's, he's came from Benfica. Um, I think he was in their B team. He couldn't get in their first team, uh, which is really surprising because they must have some brilliant quality if he couldn't get in. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'd say he's our, our one to watch um, on Saturday if, um, like, threat wise. Um, he's the main one that's been all season, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as I say, I don't know much about him. He looked, he looked decent at St James's, but we were just really poor as well. Um, yeah. And we helped you out with the other goal. Did we score an own goal? Yeah, it was an own goal. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah. I think that was the last time Mbemba played or started a game for us. Um, yeah. Um, so last question I've got for you is: uh, Why can't Mike Williamson get a game? Um, injury prone. He's always injured. <laughs> yeah, is, that, um, is that a serious answer? No, serious answer. Yeah, hundred um, percent. He. Uh, we signed him from obviously from you guys, 2015 January, um, and we didn't see. We saw him for two games that month. Um, he got injured. We didn't see him until the Stoke game of this January 2016. He was out for a year. Um, he came back in for that Stoke game was an absolute rock in defence one of the best defenders I've seen in a wall shirt for years really um, and then again he's gone AWOL after that game um, apparently he's been injured again um, so I'm not sure if we'll see him yeah. <laughs> again for the rest of the season um, I mean, this is, I mean he, had, he was a bit of an enigma in Newcastle he was, he was a guy he got a lot of stick during some of like, he was playing in some of the worst Newcastle sides we've had in, in some time and yeah. often was an easy target for criticism I mean he played I think like 150 games for us in total um, that's big though that's, that's th- a lot there was it. periods when Pardew was doing well and we were fifth in the league and you know it was like get Mike in the England team you know Yeah. and then a, a season later when Pardew's completely capitulated and Newcastle just can't win a game it's it just seemed like Mike Williamson was was he, he looked terrible he was scared of the ball but mm. with confidence he was he was a great defender in his day and it's a shame to see his kind of his career just fizzle yeah. out like that but I mean because I think we originally had him on loan from you guys um, and when he was on loan he looked really good and I've got a few Newcastle fan mates um, and I asked them I said uh, like how is this guy not getting in your team? I mean, he was absolutely brilliant. I mean, he, um, he, he was he was awful towards the end. Yeah, and I'm not yeah, blaming him for it. Said. We were awful um, as a team, but mm. he just completely lost all his confidence. And I think, um, I don't know, when, when you play at St. James's Park as a, as, a, as a Newcastle player, and there's 50,000 people there. Yeah. And if you're a defender who doesn't really want the ball, because that's not what Mike Williamson's game is, his game is get his head in, get the ball cleared, no nonsense, like, you know, solid defender. But... Newcastle like to move the ball around and we were passing the ball to him and just the panic in his face when the ball comes towards him he's just like he's like I don't want the ball don't pass to me yeah. well, it kind of it was just that that was the frustration and it just that you don't get away with that at Newcastle I think yeah, but yeah that's that's Mike Williamson no he's not gonna not gonna play yeah, tomorrow than him. yeah I suppose um, there's just one more point um, go ahead I was, I was looking at the ref um, for Saturday because um, we've had quite a few bad refs I know every team is going to say that but we have genuinely had quite a few bad refs at home this season um, well, yeah, actually on that we got we were lucky enough to go meet Rafa Benitez uh, earlier in the season and his, really? his comment it was just after we'd had the, uh, the Nottingham Forest game where yeah. we got two red cards and um, and they were both rescinded later but you know it's just crazy refereeing and uh, Rafa said to us well the standard of refereeing in the Premier League is, is terrible so Nobody's really surprised that the championship is, is even worse. Like it's, oh, it's just not. It's a, it's a real crisis in, in in England of just like 
terrible but referees across the board. Have you guys seen it this season? Because we've had this every year in the Championship, but sort of from a team coming down from the Premier League to the Championship, what do you guys think? Like the standard of referees, it's appalling. It's it's yeah. really poor. Um, they just, I. I don't know what it is because in the Premier League I think there's a different problem I think they, there's you get a few referees who like to be the centre of attention who like to make a big call whereas I think the Championship the opposite they just don't want to make a big call and the ones that do invariably get it wrong so it's almost yeah. like and then they get it in the neck so the rest of them just don't want to make a decision and it's just like well, what I was going to point out is actually this ref on Saturday looks a really good ref <laughs> which is quite funny um because he's, he's Craig Pawson, um, and we had him against Liverpool. He was just really fair, and he's, for both teams, um, he just let the game flow really well. He's one of the better better refs that I've seen in this league, so I'm hoping for a good flowing game, really. Yeah, I, I think we'll leave it there, because we, we've rambled on for, for 20 minutes. Yeah, um, fine. <laughs> but no, it's very interesting. It's always good to hear, hear from the opposition ahead of the game, and uh, yeah, I do wish you luck um, for the rest of the season yeah, after after tomorrow. Yeah, um, yeah, nice one. I appreciate you coming on. Great, thank you. Cheers.